Hello everyone, my guest today is the French entrepreneur Alban Dinoyer. He's the co-founder and CEO of Sketchfab, the largest platform to publish and find 3D content online. With Sketchfab, he raised $7 million in their Series A. So Alban, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, it's great to have you. So you're joining in from Brooklyn, New York, um, which is very cool. I used to live there. Um, so give us a little bit more background about yourself and basically how you get to where you are today. Uh, sure. So I, uh, I went to business school in France. Uh, I kind of always wanted to start my own thing. I worked for four years, uh, not on my own thing, but I was pretty much the first employee of a uh, uh, um, company uh, helping photographers publish their work on, on print and in, in galleries so in the 2D world. Um, and in uh, 2011, 2012, um, I started digging around 3D and 3D printing, which was just starting to, to be a thing uh, back in France. And I do sculpture as a hobby, which is one of the things that got me interested in, in 3D in the first place. Uh, and in early 2012, I met a guy called Cedric, who had been working for 15 years in the, in the 3D industry as a 3D programmer, uh, in the video game industry as a 3D programmer. And he had just spent a few, a few months uh, building a, an MVP of a web-based 3D player, which was essentially the first ever uh, web-based 3D player. And I found it pretty cool, yet had told pretty much nobody about it. Uh, I found it pretty cool, and so I offered to help him out on everything that was non-tech, so yeah, everything else, essentially finding uh, users and, and getting the word out about the product. And uh, it immediately took off because we were first to market and uh, it worked well. Uh, and from there, it just kept growing. Interesting. Okay, so what's your exact business model and how do you make money? Oh, that's, a, that's a long question. Uh, so the company is... You got time, uh, you got time. Yeah, the company is uh, eight years old, eight and a half years old. And for the first six years of the company, we were not uh, monetizing the platform. We were really focused on A, uh, the product and building the best 3D viewer on, on the planet and constantly improving uh, the rendering capabilities and the performances, accepting more file formats, uh, and so on. And then B, reaching critical mass of uh, creators and content. And, and so while, yeah, while, while focusing on that, we were, were not, not really focusing on, on monetization. And about two years ago, early 2018, uh, we started uh, monetizing the platform. And so we essentially do this in two ways. Uh, one is to license uh, the player and the technology. So it's a 3D player as a service. Uh, so a bit like Vimeo or Wistia or JW Player, uh, where we have uh, so it's software as a service and we have uh, different tiers. Uh, one tier for creators, one tier for SMBs, and one tier for enterprise. And our customers are well, either there's a long tail of creators or brands using our technology to showcase their uh, products in 3D and AR for e-commerce and social and advertising and configurators or for things like private sharing. Um, and so 
So one one revenue line is is this, and then the second one is licensing the content. Uh, we have a marketplace, uh, so think Shutterstock or Getty, but for the 3D world where people can buy and sell uh, 3D files. Understood. Okay, very cool. Um, so what does on average a customer pay to to use your platform? Uh, it really depends on uh, on the use case and the profile. But so for creators, it's uh, so we have a free plan, and otherwise, it's 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 pretty affordable. It's between like seven bucks and twenty bucks a month if you're a creator, uh, and then if you're a company, it starts at one hundred bucks a month, and then it scales with volume of traffic, volume of uploads, and volume of uh, collaborators using the tech. And so, I mean, we work with very large companies who pay several thousand dollars a month. Uh, if if they have large volume, okay. And and just to understand it, who is a typical customer who who signs up? Other than the creator, I think we we all understood that. But from the corporate side, who are the people signing up? Uh, it's ex extremely diverse. Like there's pretty much. I mean, we work with companies like uh, Yamaha, who does motorbikes, uh, Dell, Schneider Electric, Deckers, uh, lots of footwear brands actually. Uh, Seb, who does like groups and Tefal and a lot of uh, um, appliances, uh, lots of museums like the British Museum, a uh, lot of boat companies like Zodiac, uh, furniture companies like Mate.com. Um, yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. No, that's that's really good. Um, what were some of your top resources, especially when you started out, starting the, the first company? What helped you back then to scale the company where it's at now? Um, well, there were a number of things, but first, I'm sorry if you hear a baby in the background. You have a six-month-old. That's all right. <laughs> um, first, we went through many accelerators. <laughs> we went through three accelerators. Uh, one in, in Paris, one in San Francisco, and one in New York. And so this really helped us uh, bootstrapping our, our network, providing office space and a bit of capital, and also uh, our first uh, entrepreneurial uh, learning sessions and mentoring sessions. Like A lot of things that now seem uh, very normal to me are things that I got to learn uh, through those programs. Um, then uh, I think we've been uh, lucky to have great investors. Uh, we've been helpful along the way, but since the beginning, and so either investors themselves or the, the portfolio companies of the investors, I think we have a great group of uh, portfolio companies. So whenever we need help uh, on any topic, you know, like you just send an email to the, the portfolio group, and within minutes, you get very on-spot feedback from someone who is a step ahead and, and who has been through the same situation on pretty much any situation, which is really impressive. And then otherwise, yeah, just uh, other CEOs, I guess, who've been, who are a step ahead. Uh, and yeah, typically we've been through the same challenges, I guess. Okay, got it. And do you have any specific books, podcasts that you read or that you listen to on a regular basis? Uh, not really. I mean, um, occasionally, but uh, I'm, I have a hard time like getting concentrated for a long time on, on listening things. <laughs> and so, 
Yeah. Uh, and and I have also, I mean, I, I have a hard time finding time to read because like, I have three kids at home. So it's uh, with the end of the day, uh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> Got it. And and what do you think is your core skill that has helped you to, to build up the company? Um, I've, I think key elements, I don't know if it's a skill, but I would say like tenacity and perseverance and resilience. I think it's a, it's a skill most or any entrepreneur need, but especially in our case, uh, and in our space, uh, like the, the VR and AR ecosystem has been through a lot of, uh, waves of growth and then winters uh, and and the tech we're doing we were very but clearly too early when we started eight years ago and so it's been it's been a, a long game uh, and yeah which has required a lot of perseverance uh, to yeah to keep uh, to keep going uh, through the good and, and bad times I guess yeah Cool, very cool. And just to get some context on a company, how big is the company now? We're 35 people. 35, got it. Okay, very cool. Um, what, are, what are some of your principles that you apply to, to Sketchfab? Um, I think we are a very lean company. I don't know how that translates into principles, but we've been a very... Makes sense. We've been lean like like a French <laughs> a French startup while benefiting from U.S. capital. So I think it's a good uh, uh, it's a good model. But again, specifically in our space, uh, a lot of companies raised a ton of money and wanted to make a big splash ahead of the market. And you know, like we've never spent a lot of money on on fancy booths at trade shows or things like that. And we've tried to always do things by ourselves before. Hiring for specific things, uh, yeah, making sure our, our cash would last because we knew things would take time. Uh, perseverance is another principle that I mentioned that I think, um, yeah, I tried to distill it for the company, uh, especially especially the, the sales uh, team uh, because we're we're creating a market and selling something that is completely new, um, and there is there is no it's not like like you sell a an email provider or 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 an e-commerce platform like you know people know what it is and people know they need that <laughs> and we're not really that case it's um it's a perseverance again and then um i would say maybe uh, i don't know how to phrase it but we try to be human uh even with the company and the business scaling like I've, I've been uh, I've been doing support myself for the entire uh, community for the first two years of the company um, and I try to still stay very close to the community and even our, our customers and, and we try to be as human as we can and so that people can see real people behind the company and not just a, a corporation yeah Got it. No, cool. Um, so let's let's dive into the next question. So you have now been at Sketchfab, where you founded it like eight or nine years ago. So you have seen the industry for quite some time now. What do you think does the industry develop in the next five years and in the next 30 years? Um, 
can, can you can you rephrase that a bit? Yeah, sure. So you have now been in the industry for almost 10 years, right? Okay. Um, where, do you, where do you think the industry will go in the next five years in the, and then long term in the next 30 years? Ah, okay. um, I think the, the, the key drivers of evolution for us were a platform where creators uh, share content and then people who need content find it. So the key drivers are ways to create content and then so on the creation side and then ways to consume content. So on the creation side, uh, one of the key evolutions, which is taking time to unfold, but is definitely getting there, is everything around 3D capture. Uh, so typically the latest generations of iPhones have a, a built-in uh, dev camera. And so the text that's, that lets you unlock your phone with your face is essentially a 3D scanner which means that now a lot of peop people have a 3D scanner in their pockets. And the next phase is going to be to, and so right now it's only on the back camera and so we're waiting for it to go into the, the front camera so that anybody will be able to record anything in 3D in a few clicks. Uh, the, actually the last, uh, the latest uh, iPad Pro has a, has a dev camera like a LiDAR, LiDAR yeah, I saw that. sensor on the back, back camera. And so we're already seeing a lot of uploads coming from that. And so this is going to be a, it's going to move so, so the target base of potential creators from a few millions to much, much, much more than that. And so this is a critical trend. And then on the consumption side, of course, it's VR and AR. Um, and I mean, the day Apple releases AR glasses that everybody buys, uh, it's probably yeah, five to 10 years away. I don't know. Uh, there will be a a critical need for virtual version of things and dig digital twins of pretty much everything. Um, and yet there will be a, a huge demand for, for 3D files, uh, which is going to be a, an important uh, trend for us in the industry in general. And then 30 years, uh, I'm not sure <laughs> I, would, uh, I would dare to, uh, to think so far ahead. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for the, for just the just give us a rough a rough thought, something that you would like to see in for the years. It doesn't have to be right. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, I I'm not sure we we, we will have the AR glasses in the five year time frame, and so maybe it's going to be more in the ten year time frame, which is getting closer to thirty years. And then, yeah, I guess uh, it's only going to be a. Uh, miniaturization of the form factor. We're already seeing companies doing AR uh, lenses. So yeah, 30 years from now, I can imagine uh, wearables that are really just like contact lenses that you put on your eye, uh, which can project a digital layer uh, every year, everywhere you go. Um, and yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna change so many things. It's the day we get there, you don't need, essentially, you don't need, potentially you don't need smartphones or you don't need uh, devices because, because you'll be able to, to pop up a screen <laughs> of any size uh, anywhere. And so you will, like, you, you, you will not need a phone because you'll be able to, to project the equivalent of a phone <laughs> into thin hair. Uh, and so, yeah, I can see something like this happening within 30 years.
Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think it's a cool, a cool vision. Um, okay, last question before we wrap up here is, uh, which role does your personal brand as a founder play um, in your industry or for you also as, yeah, as a founder um, of a startup? Um, well, it's, it's something I realized a, a bit, uh, not, not from the scratch, like I realized, well, thanks to moving to New York and talking to mentors, I realized it, it was, could be critical to, to build a personal brand and, and help you be more legit in your space. And when you talk with investors and partners and so on, and, uh, And I've also, I'm really passionate about uh, the, the product we're building and I create a lot of content and I think it's really important um, to, use, to use the product you build and to show that. And so, yeah, I constantly use the product. I'm, I'm a power user of my products. I sell 3D files in our marketplace. Uh, so I eat my own dog food and, uh, and yeah, I think it's... Uh, It really helps uh, with this idea of showing a human face uh, and not be just a corporation. Um, and yeah, it, it's, uh, it helps, uh, uh, I think it helps, um, it helps the company uh, be more, uh, uh, more, more authentic. Yeah, authentic and also yeah, visible. I mean, if you want to be uh, invited, uh, at conferences and to talk on panels and stuff, you, you need to have a personal brand and then it helps essentially promote your, your company through those channels. Yeah, no, cool. Thanks. Thank you for your point of view there. Okay, let's wrap up here with a fantastic four. Question number one, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Not, not tough, but uh, I could think of a few, but yeah, I guess uh, I would say maybe uh, Sahil, the CEO of Gumroad, is, uh, is in the space. What company? Uh, Gumroad, the marketplace for digital stuff. Yep, got it. And, Very cool. Uh, yeah. Got it. Okay, next question. Do you have any routines that you strictly follow on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, not really. I mean, I have new routines with The, the stay at home and the kids but it's, it's mostly related to uh, to helping with the kids at home <laughs> not really uh, with the business yeah okay got it I mean that's all right as well um, what's your favorite social media platform for business and what do you specifically use it for uh, LinkedIn I think LinkedIn has a, an amazing reach and I use it uh, uh, yeah, to showcase to to share the milestones of the company and, and showcase the latest product announcements and then showcase, uh, we have a very visual platform with a lot of content. So I like to feature the best content on a regular basis. Got it. Okay, last question, Alvin. What do you wish you knew when you were 20 years old? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Take your time to answer it. I guess maybe I wish I would have, uh, I knew that uh, you're, when you are still a student, it's a great time to start a company uh, because you're surrounded by a great network, potentially you still live with your parents, you don't, you don't have much expenses uh, and yeah, the world is for you to, 
to go after. Awesome. Thank you so much for your insights, Alban. You're welcome.